You're listening to the Pure Fury Creations Entertainment Network. The views and opinions expressed on this episode are those of the speaker and do not necessarily reflect the views, opinions, or philosophies of the PFC Entertainment Network or any of the affiliates that make this show possible. This show has also been rated M for mature audiences only. I'm Jason Klaus, and over the course of my life, I have done a lot of different things worn a lot of different hats. But this may be my greatest endeavor yet. Welcome to my show, where on here we will discuss anything and everything that happens in the world around us and how we can go about making things better for you, for me, and everybody that we share this world with. I may go on rants, I will go on sidebars, but it all comes from the heart. Welcome to the Close to the Heart podcast, the flagship show of the PFC Entertainment Network. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Klaus to the Heart podcast, the flagship show of the PFC Entertainment Network. I am Jason Klaus. I certainly appreciate you tuning in this week. And we have a very special episode on tap for you. It's one that I am extremely excited about. And uh, we're going to have a very special guest making his return to the show. It's been a, a long time since he's graced our airwaves here. And we will bring him on in just a moment. But before we do, uh, if you've listened to the last couple of weeks on on this program, you know things have been a little bit heavier. Things we've tackled heavier topics. A lot of emotions have been uh, put out there. This week is going to be one of those, uh, for the lack of a better term, a let me up episode. We're going to keep things a little bit light. And, and I needed good people. I needed people that I can count on to pick me up out of the muck for, for the time being. And my guest this week is somebody that certainly checks that box. Now, if you followed our show for any length of time, and even before that, if you followed me on a professional level, you are very much aware of my time in the wrestling business. And that's how I met this individual was during my time of running the Michigan Wrestling Organization. Now, since then, he has gone off and done amazing things on his own. And uh, he is making the needle move in terms of his particular talents and content that he's putting out there for the world to see. So joining me on this week's show is the one and only, the incomparable Pope Brandon Brownson. Pope, man, it's been a long time coming. We've been talking about doing this for weeks, if not months. It is so, so good to see your face, my friend. 
Well, as I said when we hopped on this call, it has been far too long since I have seen your face, shiny bald man. But right off the top, let me just get it out of the way. Hello, hello, my beautiful audience. It's your boy, Popa Dope, back on Klaus to the Heart at last. I hate to correct you right off the bat, but you said that it is going to be a lighter episode. Now, I don't know if this one's for the YouTube show, so I do have to illustrate. I don't know how light it's going to be. I happen to have a bit of a weight problem, but other than that, let's get this thing going. Let us ye them haws. Listen, this is, uh, we're, we're using this episode, and I'm, obviously I'm speaking to the, to the listeners here, but uh, we're using this episode as something of a launching pad for a uh, potential new project that is coming to the network, and we'll get to that here in a little bit. But, Pope, uh, the last time you and I have had a, an opportunity to sit down on the air and talk is during your appearances on the Turnbuckle Time Machine. Indeed. And it's been, like full disclosure, it's been a while since I've been, been able to crank out new episodes of that particular show, just because you know as well as anybody, man, and, and we'll, we'll tackle this in, in a minute, but anytime you get a panel of sorts of, you know, co-hosts trying to get everybody's schedule on one page, is a challenge unto itself, right? I mean, I could come up oh with all God. the all the topic ideas in the world, and people are excited about it. But it's a matter of finding that time, and that's why I'm like, all right, let's just curb this for right now. We've got other shit on the horizon. I've had other shows that that have launched, and that's not to say that Turnbuckle Time Machine wasn't a priority or a focal point. But when when I was looking at the grand scheme of things, it's like, okay. This is not happening right now. So instead right. of, of bashing my head up against the wall, trying to make everything come come together, let's table it for a little bit. Let's get let's let people get their 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 shit in order, and we'll we will reconvene. But it's been almost a I don't know over a year now since you've been on the show. So mm-hmm. you know, in order for us to to do this, um. You know, if we finally made it happen, you've been super crazy busy with everything that you've got going on. And you just uh, wrapped up a season of sorts for, for your own show, right? So you want to talk to me about that? Yeah, so um, I think that the last time that uh, I did Klaus to the Heart was right around the time that uh, I believe that we had recorded my debut for Masks and Mayhem, but we had not uh, released it yet. Um, Masks and Mayhem has become my life at this point. Uh, it is easily the creative project that I take the most pride and pre- uh, pride and pleasure in producing. Yeah, go with the alliteration, Pope. You're gonna sound real fucking smooth. <laughs> um, but yeah, we um just got to our not quite mid-season break. Uh, We're still very early on in the season, but uh, we're taking a bit of a winter break here for the holidays. You know, a lot of us are going to be traveling. Not me. I don't leave my fucking room. (laughs) Uh, But everyone else is going to be doing, like, a lot of traveling and shit, you know, going to see family. Uh, You know, one of our guys, like, lives in Boston, and he's going to California. 
for oh, family damn. reasons. Yeah, he's not really going to be around to uh, record on a regular schedule. So we just sort of Out decided... Out of power, for sure. <laughs> yeah, we thought it might uh, behoove us if we take a bit of a break. Not just in recording, but... um. I think that our last episode of the year is supposed to be going out on Monday, and then we're just big chilling after that, uh, which is awesome because when I say that the show has become my life, a lot of that's editing. Uh, it is ridiculous how much time and effort uh, it takes to um, do the show. Uh, for those who aren't familiar with it at all, uh, Masks and Mayhem is a... Um, actual play podcast, which essentially means me and my dorky buddies play, like, not D&D, but a D&D type game, uh, and we record it. In particular, we use Mutants and Masterminds 3rd Edition, which is like a superhero gimmick. Uh, essentially, my job as an editor is to take, like, four hours of us playing a game and turn it into, like, an hour and a half radio broadcast style thing, like a radio drama. Um... It's fun. It takes a lot of effort. I spend most of my waking hours thinking about it. Uh, and when I'm not thinking about the show, I don't know, I'm usually thinking about, like, a monkey playing a drum set. <laughs> Just imagine, like, a gorilla doing that drum fill from in the air tonight. Then he eats a fucking banana. Right. You know, I, I can appreciate, you used a very key word in what you just laid out here, and that's pride. You know, when, when somebody has pride in something, they're going to put in their all because it's oh, yeah. some, something that means something to them. You know, we, you, people like you and I, we can sit here behind a microphone in front of a camera, what have you, and try to, to describe what all goes into the production, the presentation, you know, the, I mean, all the bells and whistles that it takes to put a show on there. You know, and the whole podcast landscape is overly saturated right now. Like anybody yes. and their brother can start a podcast right now. But at the same time, it takes something extraordinary for it to stand out, for it to gain a fan following. Mm -hmm. Now, knowing, knowing you the way that I do, and you and I have known each other for quite a while at this point. And knowing what we're on a decade now, right? Yeah, man, it's been every bit of that long. And I've seen you go through the shit. I have, I have seen you at your highest of highs. I've seen you at your lowest of lows. I've seen you excited and disappointed and optimistic and, and your dreadness. And like, I, I watched you from the sidelines go through the motions, go through this roller coaster because that's very much what it is. Right. Absolutely. Uh, any form of uh, being an entertainer, and I say this as someone who's pursued quite a few avenues of this shit, uh, roller coaster is the best way of putting it. Um, the highs are astronomical, the lows are soul-crushing, but, uh, you know, it's giving a shit that keeps you through it. I used to say passion. As I've gotten older, I've realized it doesn't even need to be anything as intense as passion. You just need to give a shit about what you're doing. You know, it makes, you, all, it makes all the difference in the world. Exactly. Like, it, it is painfully obvious when someone does not give a shit and they're just doing it to do it. Uh, I say this as someone who has gone through periods of just not giving a shit and that's showing in my uh, body of work. I was going to make mention of that. You know, you can 
there's a lot of things in this life that we can mask for for the better for the lack of a better term. There's a lot of things that we can uh I I hate using this word, but fake. You know, the one there's there's several things that you cannot fake. Number one is how much of yourself are you putting into your project, right? Because yep. especially those who have developed some sort of fanfare for what you're doing, they're going to pick up on it. The, like, you're, the tone of voice may be different. I can go back through my archives and pick out, you know, these different shows, and I can tell by the time frame that it was released what kind of headspace that I was in. I go back and listen to that, and I can tell that I was not phoning it in because I never just phone it in, but right. I wasn't as inspired or I wasn't as engaged as I probably should have been when I sat down to hit record. Now, right, right. not a lot of people dial into that people. There's a lot of content creators out there that feel like that they could get by with bare minimum. And that's why their numbers reflect the way that they do. Because right. you may get an initial boom. Oh, man, so-and-so's doing this. Let's check it out. You've got one opportunity to make a first impression. And yep. if you if you are not wholeheartedly invested in this, your boom is going to be a instead of the big explosion, right? Oh, absolutely. I can personally vouch for that. Um, back when I was doing the YouTube thing, uh, I think on every single channel uh, that I have like been associated with since my adulthood, I've had at least a viral video. Um, whenever I got that, I was never in the position to be able to capitalize on it. I was always at like a fucking low point in my life where I didn't really want to do anything. I was still putting out the output that I was supposed to, to capitalize on um, that, but... You know, the energy clearly wasn't there. And, you know, as a result of that, uh, I'm what we call a Z-lister. Let me ask you this. If, because I have not had a viral video go, you know, yet. I know. Mm -hmm. Maybe, hopefully in 2024, I'll capture what I call that lightning in a bottle. That, right. that something will, will catch fire, right? I mean, uh, I promise you it's going to be the last fucking thing you expect. It always is. Right. And I've heard that before. You know, I've talked to other people who have had viral videos, you know, TikTok, because I was very late coming into the whole TikTok thing. Dude, but, you're telling me I was later than you. Really? Well, I mean, I had a TikTok for like a cup of coffee, but then I kept on getting bullshit strikes on it. So I just deleted it within like three months because, you know, this is the guy who continuously posts gratuitous adult nudity. <laughs> Like, bro, are you fucking kidding me? I don't even take my own shirt off unless I'm showering. Right. Well, like, I don't want to see this shit. I know you don't. TikTok doesn't. My shirt's on. The fuck are you talking about, Maya? So my my question would be, uh, if you have a video that goes viral, why is that not enough to light that fire under your ass? And I know that this is an individualized thing because for some people, you know, if they're at a low point, but they see something that they created has gone viral, thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people have viewed this thing. They will use, use that as their catalyst for this resurgence. Mm -hmm. Why has that, why was that not a thing for you? 
Um, for me personally, um, a lot of it came down to myself having a very self-destructive nature. I say this in the past tense, knock on wood, I think I'm over that shit now, knock on wood, um, but a lot of it was, uh, I guess it's not fair to put all of it on that, I feel like 60% of it was just, I didn't see myself as someone who could be successful, I held on to a lot of shit that I was told at a very young age for, uh, way longer than I ever should have, to the point where I let it kind of dictate my self-view. And I let that... I, I let my opinion about myself, my feelings toward myself, uh, be stronger than my will to succeed. Um, like, to be perfectly honest, that is most of it. The other chunk of it... Um, the opportunity that I had the most uh, chance of succeeding with, um, about 10, 12 years ago, uh, I had a short-lived series called Theory Addict, where I talk about, like, various, like, weird fan theories on the internet, like, Oh, is everyone in Ed and Many actually dead? I say that in a funny voice, that was the one that went viral. Um... And, you know, I did it because at the time it felt interesting, but this was nothing that I wanted to, like, make content on full-time. I didn't want this to be my thing. I didn't give a shit enough for this to be my thing. Um, so when I tried to force that being my thing, and I was just, you know, talking about shit that I didn't really care about, it definitely showed, um... And then, you know, when people came along who did what I did, but infinitely better with a way higher budget, yeah, I was left in the fucking dust. So, I, you lay that out, and I'm like, man, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Now, is there a sense of frustration that comes into play when, Something that you just sat here and described as not giving a shit about is what goes viral versus something that you've put your all in into and it only gets a couple hundred views. Oh, dude, where's the frustration? Sucks. Oh, dude, it is like pounding your fucking scrotum <laughs> with a hammer levels of infuriating. <laughs> like, I, I have. I've had, I think, every single instance where something of mine is blown up. I have sat there and gone, really? This dumb shit? I spent so much time on this, but this low-effort crock of fuck is... Okay. All right, Internet. I'll be over here delicately fucking myself if anyone needs me. Um... I don't know, I feel like I might have gotten a little better about just accepting, like, oh, internet, you silly little bitch. Yeah. Uh, but, like, in my earlier years, especially, uh, it was every time something of mine would blow up, it would be like, really? This? And it's... It's so weird to talk about, um, just because, like... God, even that's weird to think about. I was about to say it's weird to talk about because I don't know how relatable of a thing that is. But at the same token, everyone's on Instagram now. Everyone's on TikTok. Everyone's got a fucking Twitter. Everyone gets that dopamine rush from getting a bunch of likes on Facebook. I think that is uh, 
Um, probably a lot more relatable than even the last time we talked, because that's what a lot of people did to get through the uh, lockdown. Yeah. They just went to social media and they got to uh, get a more thorough understanding of what my life has been since 2008, essentially. That, uh, you know, you put it in, in, in a time frame there and it has, like, I didn't realize it had been that that long since we've done this and you're absolutely right this was before the pandemic and um you know i'm pretty sure that uh it was toward the very beginning of lockdown because i remember making a joke about watching one of my neighbors eat someone because they couldn't go to the grocery store yeah that joke stuck with me yeah but you you know at that time when we were when we couldn't leave the house and we were on lockdowns and things of that nature we needed to we needed to find ways to communicate. We needed to find ways to express ourselves, and the internet provided that platform for a lot of people. Some of it, some of them took it and flourished and did amazing things. Other ones went on the far opposite end of that spectrum and used it as a detriment. But at the same time, we got to see in very real time how people really are, good and bad. Right. So, oh, yeah. But it took that. It took things like that, at least for me, um, because I mean, that we were at the very end of the MWO at that point. I had closed the company officially. The pandemic shut me down, but it was right. me that, that ultimately pulled, pulled the plug because I had tried to run a couple of shows. You know, and at the very start of the pandemic is when is when everything happened with Jeff. So yeah. I tried to run a couple of shows after that, and bro, my heart just wasn't in it. So I was like, okay, we we need to make a change. At the same I mean, time, the podcast had started taking off, and I just sh- shifted my my focus. I mean, shooting straight with you, I was amazed that you ran. Period. After Jeff had passed, like that blew my fucking mind. Uh, and it was like one of the most commendable things I had ever seen because I can, I hope to only imagine how difficult that had to have been, you know? Right. No, it was like, like I think about Jeff every single fucking day. I'm just some slap nut who saw him once a month in the locker room if I was lucky, you know? Yeah. Like I can only begin to fucking conceive. Sidebar to that. Yeah. You, you, you were very much on his radar you are a topic of conversation often between he and i he had all the love and admiration and respect for you and i don't even think you realize on on what level but you entertained the shit out of him i don't please enlighten me further my ego could use this today well listen i mean anytime a lot of it would would stem from ONTV when we did the ONTV shows because more often than not you did commentary, mm-hmm. and we would sit back in the little office area that that we had set up for the officials, and we would go out to the lobby and watch on the monitor what was happening in the studio, and we could hear you. And he's like, "Man, th- this dude has got the comedic timing. You ready for this?" Of a Bobby Heenan. And shut the fuck up. I shit you not. Hope I shit. Jeff said that about me. Yes, he did. He's he's mentioned that he had mentioned that a couple times. He's like, he is our Bobby Heenan. 
And I'm like, you put him with the right partner, with like Jeff Simmons, you and Jeff Simmons had chemistry. You know what I'm saying? Like, you guys were great on comedy. El Jefe. And uh, he's like, man, this this is our A team right here. And, you know, I'm sorry that it happened at a time where, you know, we weren't really able to expand on that. You know, you were doing your thing. Jeff would, Jeff Simmons, I mean, would wind up leaving the company. I like that dude moved clear out the fucking Seattle, Washington. You know? What oh, I'm shit. Saying? Is that where he's at now? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, we, we wanted to capitalize on that, make you guys our a broadcast team because you like, it, it took something special to register with Jeff on that level because he just did not have time for bullshit. He just did not even entertain it. So for, uh, I'll for be perfectly him, honest. I got a little fucking misty there. Holy shit. Yeah. Um, like, I mean, first of all, being compared to Bobby Heenan in general, that's about the best uh, compliment that a color commentator can get. Right. Uh, we can sit here and debate who is the best announcer all day long, but color, it's Bobby. Um, but, you know, hearing that from Jeff, someone who I obviously had so much respect for professionally, but more importantly, uh, you know, my fucking boy. Uh Shit, man. I wish that I was good enough with the English language to describe how fucking much that means to me, you know? No, listen, I have the benefit of see, of seeing you because we're recording this on Skype, but, like, I can see it written on your face. So yeah, that's... man, I'm fucking trying to keep composed here. Uh, I, there are not words for how fucking much that means. I'm sorry to sound like a broken record, but those are the only words I can think of. Well, I mean, really, no other words need to be spoken, right? Like, you've said enough, you know. Yeah. It's, it, it's my it, fucking it, potato, pal, man. Yeah, listen. So I'm not going to go too far into the weeds about this because this is a very personal thing, but you had... <laughs> I don't know if you picked up on something that I had posted or whatever, um, but a handful of weeks ago, you mailed me a letter. And, I did. Uh, like, I, like, you asked for my, my address, and at that time, I was, <laughs> as we talked about off-air here, I had just had to move for, like, the fourth time in this year. And yeah, like, I did not I, realize how loaded of a question that was going to be until we had just discussed this earlier. That crossed my mind. Yeah, so everything was happening in very real time. Everything was still very raw. I was not in a good space. And you had asked me for my address. So I'm like, oh, he's going to be s- sending me a Christmas card, which, awesome. You know, anybody that takes time out of their day to do something like that for me, I'm on board mm-hmm. for it, and I, I totally appreciate it. That's not what I got. What I got was one of the most heartfelt letters I had ever uh, received, ever, in, in all my life. Like, there, I've, I've gotten mail before where it's like, wow, that, that strikes a nerve or that makes me feel a certain kind of way. What I got from you uh, was that times 100,000. 
and uh, you had made mention of the potato pal thing. And this is a story I, I relay every time I can because it meant so much to me. Now, on, on the surface, anybody that would hear that story be like, what in the fuck is this all about? <laughs> but the sentiment behind it, you know, just it. It's one of those things, Pope, that I will never forget. And in fact, you know, most of my mail cards and things of this nature gets put, I don't throw it away. It gets put away so I can, I can go back and, and, uh, keep it in the shoebox somewhere. Yeah. 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 Your letter is actually sitting on the nightstand next to my bed and I read it. I have read it at least twice a week since, and it's usually at, at a time where I'm feeling pretty shitty about something. Well, let's read this because this lets me know that there is one guy out there who actually gives a fuck. And like in this day and age, not just me personally with, with, with everything that I've been dealing with, people need to be reminded that they do make a difference in somebody else's life. And that's exactly what you did for me. You saved me on that day. No shit. I mean, I'm obviously ecstatic to hear that it meant so much to you, my friend. Um, I don't know. I, uh, in a cold, increasingly uncaring world where it feels like being a piece of garbage is rewarded more and more every day, I feel like the most punk rock thing you can fucking do is reach out to someone that you give a shit about and let them know, hey, I fucking care about you, and here's why. Um, And, you know, that's something that I wanted to make a point to do more uh, over the holiday season. You know, this is when we're supposed to be doing shit like that the most. This is kind of the designated time that we have allowed ourselves not that we should fucking need that but you know it's there you might as well take advantage of it and uh yeah you know while i was kind of getting an idea of who i wanted to write what i uh wanted to write you know i saw on facebook that you weren't having the fucking best time of things and i thought to myself here's a guy that i absolutely should fucking write here's a guy who is Given me the world just because I was there and I could do a job. Like, this is someone who is giving me so fucking much. Like, you know, top it all off, he's giving me his friendship. I gave you an opportunity, much like I gave hundreds of other people opportunities over the course of almost three decades. Yes, you, but once I proved that I could rise to the occasion, you nourished me in a way that very few others have ever taken the time to. Because you expressed interest, you expressed drive, you shown work ethic, you showed passion. Yeah. And those are the people I rally around. If I see something in somebody that needs that, for the lack of a better term, nourishment. 
if you're demonstrating to, to me that there is a genuine interest, I've got all the time in the world for you. If you're somebody that is going through the motions just for your own self-serving whatever, you get bare minimum of my time, if if any, because there's other people out there that are clamoring for that spot, and I'm only going to 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 dive into an individual that demonstrates this is what they truly want, not just because there's nothing else happening and they need something to fill that void in their day. Fuck that. True. Um, but the thing I appreciate you is that that is how you lead things. I don't need to tell you that, uh, you know, too often in the entertainment industry as a whole, that's definitely not the case. It's not the, uh, drive or the passion that gets your foot in the door. It's a bunch of other things, a bunch of silly superficial shit that, uh, you know, a vulgar little fucking gremlin like myself is never going to check the boxes of, um, you know, I have, just as often as I have had the door slammed in my face by my own self, uh, I've had it slammed in the door just as often because of some weird, goofy shit that I can't really control. Right. Uh, you saw through that. You saw that I had fucking talent. Uh, uh, I feel like the easiest way to phrase this is that I appreciate you for the opportunity you gave me. I love the shit out of you for everything that came after that. Well, I'm a pretty big fan of yours. I don't mind telling you. I think that's on. I hope so. I'm on your fucking show. (laughs) Be real fucking awkward if this was the point where you hit me with the 72 bulletin points if this is why you're a cunt, Pope. So let's talk about other shows that uh, we're here to kind of dive into. Oh, Um, are we finally going to shit talk, Todd? Well, in that case, let me grab the popcorn. We're going to be here a minute. <laughs> that son of a bitch has had it too good for too long on the Pure Fury Network. Uh, he's, uh, you know, he's he's another one I, I rally around because... Oh, dude, uh, I love this shit out of town. Yeah, you know, we I poke and prod and make, you know, have, have fun with them. But at the end of the day... I mean, he, yeah, we're American men. That's how we express love for each other. We say horrific shit to one another. Right, but it, it is done. It's not malicious. Oh, know? yeah, and, no. And, I and, adore Todd. I, yeah. would, I would die for Todd. I would kill for Todd. Either way, what bliss. He, uh, he's, you know, he's <laughs> one of my people. He's one of the guys that as I embark in this journey, anytime I've called upon him for anything, whether it was to be the opening act of a live show or to help spread the word or make a graphic or something like that. Like that dude is like, how can I help? So it's guys like him and that passion, man, that there, there's that word again, the passion to be something and to do something like that is on full display with him. Oh, absolutely. And like, I've got, all the time in the world. He and Brett Fortney brought their Hanging with the Hitman podcast to the network. It's on break right now, but uh, we anticipate with the new year they're going to come back and uh, do another another season of that. It was it was well received. There's chemistry between you know they're longtime friends, right? Oh yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean I I could sit here all all day long and and sing the praises of Todd Gilbert. But he, you know, he's he's a part of this network because he's somebody that I believe in. 
And mm-hmm. that is something that I really made a concentrated effort on building the brand that is the PFC network is, you know, in, in comparison to what I was doing with the MWO, you know, everybody and their brother had a dream about being a professional wrestler or being involved in the, in the wrestling business, but only a fraction of those people actually had the drive and the determination and the work ethic and the passion and all this shit. You know, that's why we saw so many people come in and go, but the ones that stayed were there for the long haul Mm -hmm. with this network. I had, you know, number one, it's a more concentrated roster. We don't have a roster of 40 plus we have less than a dozen, but those are my people. These are people that, you know, I'm given their platform to, to do their show. But there, I also know that these are people that I can count on when, you know, for anything. You know, I have this going on. Can you help me out? Yes, I can. When, where, how? Yeah. Now, you have, historically, since I have known you, you have been one of those guys, even in MWO. Bash, what do you need? What can I help with? Is there anything that, that I can do? And knowing you the way that I do and have an appreciation for your creative mind and what you had been put now on your own accord through YouTube, your music, that's a whole nother, you know, slice of what makes you, you is you, is your albums that, that you put out. And I have listened to, to several of, of your offerings and it's very impressive. Um, so that's none that money words rhymed with penis. Did you? <laughs> No, see, you learn something new every day too. You know, not only is it entertaining, it's education, right? So, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, come learn about anatomy with your old pal Pope of Dope. As I rhyme about fucking dicks yet again. (laughs) But uh, we are going to take that and expand that, not just expand another layer to our friendship, another layer to our professional partnership, but we're going to expand the borders of this network a little bit more. Hope you are going to be making a return of something of a regular uh, consistency to the PFC network. And I'm very excited about bringing you back on board. And not only that, not that you were ever off the board, right? but, Now we're going to make a concentrated effort for you and I to do this on a more regular basis for a brand new show that's coming up here very, very shortly. So from the very first um, Klaus to the Heart that I did back in 2020, uh, I definitely felt something there. I felt a certain electricity chemistry. Um, yeah chemistry uh and you know i've had a couple years to sit and stew on it um and i feel like a lot of that comes from the fact that if you look on paper strictly at the more superficial side of shit our friendship makes no fucking sense <laughs> like i on like a silly superficial level, I cannot think of two people who could be f- perceived as being further apart. Right. Um, 
But then you get to the meat of why we get along. You start to see like some of the um, common bridges that exist between us, and you start to see the foundation that we have built upon that. Um, and I feel like taking that dynamic and putting it into a podcast where you have... Um, you know, we could sit down and talk about a a topic as weird and broad and esoteric as the meaning of life. And I feel like that would be such a fucking good conversation. I don't have many people who I can say that about in my life. I can have entertaining conversations with people about some of this shit, but I don't know how much meat, how much sustenance is going to be in that conversation, you know? Right. Uh, anytime I sit and bullshit with you, I feel like I've had a proper conversation, you know? It's not just like, don't get me wrong, I have my laps, we have plenty of candy floss for the minds, but there's sustenance there. You know, whether it's a five-minute catch-up or um, sitting down and talking with you for the better part of an hour, hour and a half while we record an episode. You know, I feel like I get something out of that conversation um and from the one um avenue that we've had to like you know we've discussed wrestling obviously and there's um you know a lot to be said for that but like the one time that we recorded something where we talked about like shit maybe a little bit deeper um you know i keep going back to that i keep listening back to that uh, partially because you said a lot of very nice things about me and my frail little ego could use it from time to time, but um, mostly because it was just such a good conversation. There was something there, and I feel like there's so much more to be explored uh, in the avenue of doing a show with you. And, you know, I'm finally at a point where uh, things are starting to balance out to where I think I could dedicate some time once a week, once every other week, however often we decide to do this, to sit down and, you know, put my focus on a genuine conversation with a friend, which will then be recorded for the internet to hopefully make us a shit ton of monies. I mean, yeah, that, that would be, that would be awesome for sure. I mean, that's, that's what, that's kind of the whole goal going into the new year here. Okay, we, I have spent the last three years laying the groundwork of this network. Now it's time to build upon it. Mm-hmm. And that's when decisions have to be made. Who are we who who are we bringing in? Who are we keeping? Who are we letting go? Who isn't committed to, to this? Yeah. But the one thing about you and I, and and you're right, on paper, on the surface. People would see me, people would see you be like, they're on polar opposite ends of the spectrum. Like, best case scenario would be, hey, who's your uncle? (laughs) But at the same time, there's a number of of different underlying things that do keep you and I connected. Number one is respect. Mm -hmm. And if there's no respect, there ain't a whole hell of a lot of anything. And there's respect, there's admiration. And you know, we both have these preconceived personas that people who don't take the time to actually figure out what makes us tick, they just have an opinion of what we are based on a very concentrated sampling of sorts. Exactly. But 
you know, there's a lot more to me than what, what people see on the surface and the same can be said for you. And I feel like that's, that's what the beauty and the magic of podcasting is because primarily it's audio entertainment, even though, you know, most shows, a lot of shows and ours will be included too, you know, they get filmed for YouTube and they get filmed for TikTok and they get filmed for all these different platforms because people like to see in real time the dynamic, the gestures, the mannerisms, the body language of the people talking. People like to watch what they're hearing. Yeah. But at the same time, those who don't have that capability or that they're on, a, you know, they're going to work, they're going to school, they're at work. They need something to keep them engaged, to keep them entertained. Look, how many millions of podcasts are in the world right now so for us we want to make sure that we're putting out content that is going to be engaging entertaining and if we can educate people uh, if for nothing else hey what you see is not always what you get so to be able to do deep dives into heavier topics other than wrestling and that's not to say that we won't talk about wrestling from time to time because that I mean, is it's a gonna come up <laughs> uh, but we it also introduces people that we, you and i both know individually and collectively like wow i didn't realize pope had that going on or i didn't know that's where his brain goes to and it gives people a better idea of what makes us tick and you wouldn't have that dynamic, that specific dynamic without us two, you know, because we are the primary principles of this. Do we have chemistry? Yes, we do. But that's there because of that respect that I talk about. Exactly. Um, God, don't you love it when you're about to say something and then your brain just completely fucking blanks out? Happens I bet time, you that bro. was going to be the most profound shit that I said all month. I was about to, like, find a cure for world peace. And then my brain became smooth scrambled egg. <laughs> fucking awesome. All right. Doing a podcast with me is going to be fucking great. I'm here for it. <laughs> I'm here for it. We're going to call I'll... this thing. What the fuck was I about to say? <laughs> You know, we uh, we're still very much in the the preliminary stages of this launching, but at the the bottom line is we have a foundation established, and uh, you know, in the coming days and the weeks and stuff like this, we will be re releasing more information. You know, when this show is going to drop, what you can expect, give trailers, give teasers, that type of thing. But yeah, yeah. for for anybody that's listening to this here and now, Pope, as they hear what, what we're talking about and that we are going to launch another show, is there anything that you would want to put out there to like my listeners that may not be familiar with you per se, but they're going to tune in because I'm involved or they're invested in me? What can they expect from our show once we, we get this thing up and rolling. So I think I can say this, not just for what to expect different about our show for like, I feel like what makes me different in the entire uh, PFC network 
uh, is that badass hat. Oh my god! <laughs> Just as a quick sidebar, so I have a gigantic fucking Cro Magnum head. It is so hard for me to find hats of my size. Just randomly around my house, I found two the other week. <laughs> the first time I took this thing off to throw it to the ground to dramatically make a point, I realized two things simultaneously. A, I had been missing something my entire life. B, this is what I had been missing. I feel whole in a way that I have never felt, Bash. And that's what you can expect different about this show than anything else. The weird fucking unhinged ramblings that I am going to go on. Because, unlike everyone else on the PFC who go outside and engage in society... I'm a weird little gremlin that was raised by the internet who has had nothing but time to think. Overthink. Everything. I got opinions on shit I don't even know about. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I feel like that's... It's such a weird esoteric way of putting it, but I... Definitely have a different mindset than everyone else uh, on the PFC. You know, I think of uh, the folks on the PFC as a bunch of uh, relatively blue-collar individuals, and I am a weird internet gremlin. Uh, And that is the perspective that I view the lens through. And that's going to be the dynamic, I feel like. You grew up in one way. I grew up in another way. Now... Uh, there is there is an age gap between you and I. I'm 47 years old. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm knocking on mm-hmm. the door of 50. Um, I grew up in, in a different time. I grew up in a time before there was anything called the Internet. So I have a um, I have one aspect. I have one way of looking at the world. You have another way of looking at it. And there are going to be things that you and I will agree on there's going to be things that you and i do not agree on but here's what i do know is no matter what we're talking about on any given week or episode even if there is a disagreement even if i do not understand fundamentally where you're coming from and vice versa we are of the mindset and we have enough love and appreciation for one another that we can have a conversation without motherfucking each other and going yeah. on social, you know, fuck this. You know what this guy did on my show and, blah, 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 and just start, just start packing <laughs> away. Right. That's not, that's not what I do. We can sit here. We can have a conversation about it. I can have a better understanding of where you're coming from and vice versa. I may not agree with it. I may not subscribe to it, but it's not going to change how I feel about you as a person. We just don't agree. And I feel like, and I've maintained this, I mean, before podcast, I mean, before anything, communication is, in my opinion, one of those things that can 90% of the time resolve a lot of conflict. If you can sit down and have a conversation, not not just to hammer your point home, but it's a give and take thing, man. Any kind of relationship, you know, a personal, business, or otherwise, 
communication's got to be a two-way street. If it's if it's dictated one way or the other, that relationship, that dynamic, that show, that whatever is on borrowed time. Would you agree with that? Absolutely, and that is the main uh, reason why I have fixated on doing the show with you for as long as I have. The fact that uh, I have enough respect for you, and I think it's safe to say that you have enough respect for me to wear. Um, bit for you. Okay, just a little bit. You know what? That's that's about what I can ask for. Um, you know, I I feel like you know we could have a impassioned debate about something and at the end of it uh it's still all love you know like i could uh you know just to pull a random example out of my ass i have a hunch that a conversation about religion between us could get rather interesting you know uh i know that you are a man of faith i am the polar opposite uh the fact that the idea of having that discussion with you does not intimidate me in the least um is why i feel like this show is going to be good do you You feel do you feel intimidated talking about that with other people with some people absolutely um you know like to use religion as the specific example that's some shit that people take pretty seriously and uh i have definitely had some incredibly negative reactions to letting people know that you know i'm agnostic at best i don't fucking know man um i personally i I don't think there's something out there but i'm at least humble enough to admit i have no fucking idea i'm not dead yet right uh but you know some people hearing that you don't subscribe to very specifically what they believe in they don't react well to that and the more they find out about me the worse it fucking gets you don't believe in the jeebus man and you are the homo gays well only a little homo gay too much homo gays and it just doesn't fucking go anywhere like progressive from there right right well, it, it, I, it all it all deals with the maturity of the other party too. That's true. Um, I don't know. I also feel like society is definitely going in the direction of like not really accepting other viewpoints, uh, and that goes all around. Like, uh, just over the course of my lifetime, our lost ability to have a conversation about something that we disagree on as a society is astounding to me. Uh, and you know, there's a whole fucking system built around making sure that the people stay at each other's throats. And that's why I believe that shit like this is so important, you know? Yeah. Like two people who don't see eye to eye on something, still being able to be super close friends, being able to have conversations about some of the things they might not be able to see eye to eye on. And, uh, you know, hopefully walking away with a different perspective at the end of the day. You know, we might not change how each other feel about something, but we can at least bring a new perspective to one another, you know? Yeah, for sure. And, you know, it's one of those things, you know, I'm sure during a conversation, not just religion, but like other other aspects in the world around us, I may have. I may, you may teach me something that I didn't know and vice versa. 
and yeah. how how do we incorporate that into real life or 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 what have you? Um, yeah, I, I mean, I believe best case scenario, that's exactly what this show is going to be. Worst case scenario, hopefully, at least we've got some funny dick jokes locked and loaded. Sure, I mean, it's always good to have that on standby because you you know who doesn't laugh at a good dick joke? You know what I'm saying? And exactly, that is the entirety of my music career at this point. Me banking on people thinking dick jokes are still funny. Well, there's there's a market for it for sure, for sure. I know. I'm exploiting it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pope, you know it's it's good. You know it's been good to sit here and, and and talk to you here for we're going almost an hour here. Once you put all the bells and whistles on, it'll be closer to the hour mark. But um, yeah, I, I I wanted to uh, to say you now pulling the curtain back. A little bit. This is the second show I recorded here today. I've got one more after you. So, hey. like, it's 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 letting me know that uh, we're we're moving forward in this network, and there are there is interest, there is excitement, there is anticipation, and like I am so over the moon excited that. You are wanting to be a part of this because I feel like with under this umbrella, 2024 is going to be a banner year for us. And the fact that you are wanting to be a part of this and my desire to have you be a part of this because I want to uh, I want to showcase your talents and your humor and your philosophies and just you as a person to a different audience that may not be aware of you, but that's going to appreciate the shit out of you. And like, I, that's what this whole thing is about. And, um, I am very, very excited about doing this show with you. Like, like we've said, long time coming, uh, nothing is off topic. Nothing is off. You know, we know we can't talk about that. I am so sick of people being fucking muted. I'm sick of people not feeling like they have a platform to express themselves without judgment. I, I fuck all that. I don't have time for that. You don't have time for that. So the so fact what that you're telling me is I'm eventually going to have to tell the story of the time I was fucked out of a two story window. Yep. Awesome. I love telling that story. <laughs> We're just going to go ahead and make a new note of that for future conversations <laughs> oh brother it's great it ends with a fucking table bump oh anytime you gotta you go through a table i mean it can't be a bad story shit now i feel like i have to tell this story before we wrap things up real quick well you might as well now yeah all right well here's the perfect barometer on whether or not this show is going to be for you if you finish this story this show might be something that you'll be interested in so there I was, um, having gay sex with a man. Uh, I was maybe 15 at this point, drunk off my ass. Uh, and we were trying to, you know, be discreet because we were at a party tucked away in a bedroom, which to 15-year-old me was like the hottest fucking thing ever, right? right. And this uh, gentleman, whose name has long since escaped me, fun fact, I cannot remember the name of any of the people I slept with. Uh, my entire like sexual career took up about a year of my life. And that was half of my life ago. 
Uh, but anyways, this particular gentleman went, hey, I want to bend you out of this window. And I noticed that there's people having a conversation outside. And to 15-year-old me, I'm like, this is the fucking hottest thing that I've ever been asked to do. Giddy up, cowboy. So we're having a great time. Until he thrusts a little bit too hard. And I fall out of that window. Now, mercifully, I blocked a lot of this evening out of my mind, but I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall just to witness, like, imagine for a moment. You're at a party in a backyard. You're having a conversation about life or women or cars or whatever you're talking about with some of your best friends in the world. And then you see my fat ass suddenly smash through a glass patio table and hit the ground naked with a rock hard erection. Okay. If you were able to sit through that story, boy, howdy, have we got a fucking podcast for you. If you were not able to sit through that story, yeah, I get it. I I mean... Now, the follow-up is, were, were you hurt? Were, did you have to go to the I, hospital? How do you will, go through a glass table two stories up? I will answer the three most obvious questions. I was not injured. I have no scars. I did not finish. <laughs> you would be amazed how often I am asked, but did you fit? No. No dude has ever gotten me to that point. That's why men aren't worth my fucking time anymore. Well, folks, we are, we are a- very selfish lovers, as it turns out. Did you know that? <laughs> I guess I, I guess I hadn't come to that realization, but I hadn't come either, Bash. <laughs> well, on that note, that's a preview of what you can expect here. <laughs> And some of the content that's coming out your way. I'm so fucking proud of that joke. (laughs) Well played, my friend. Well played. Hey, listen. uh, Yeah, we... Look. We're going to be talking about a number of different things, a number of different genres, a number of different topics. And, like, I'm here for it. And very excited to to start this new endeavor with you uh, very, very shortly. We encourage everybody to stay tuned to our social media accounts, um, the PFC Network page, the Klaus of the Heart page on Facebook, klausoftheheart.net, which is the official website of our network. And uh, if you are so inclined, go check out our online store, cafepress.com forward slash PFC Network. And I feel like very, very shortly, there's going to be a new sub store for our show coming up here very soon, Pope. So that's exciting. Oh, so fucking exciting. I'm going to make, like, the worst design ever. <laughs> it's going to be in, like, Comic Sans and shit. Hey. Well, I mean, whatever. You know, there's there is a demo of Listener for oh. everything that, that, that we do here. So. Oh, you know, what the, you know what the shirt should be? It should just be two potatoes with no further context. Well, I mean, that's got to be a thing. That might even be the goddamn logo of the show for all I know at this point. 
So we'll figure it out. You know, we we're pretty creative and, you know, individually. So it's only a man. I can only imagine what what it's going to be like when we put our heads to, you know, together. It'll almost be like the launch of the mega powers. Ooh, freak out, freak out. Let me tell you something better. Sure, I'm coming in with the dick jokes up the top rope. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Pope Brandon Brownson, always a pleasure, my friend. Very much looking forward to uh, to doing this show with you. Uh, before we get out of here this week, is there anything else you, you would like to put out there for the, the listeners? Oh, yeah, I think RC would string me up by the sockets if I didn't plug the other show. So if you guys are interested in more of me, hey, first of all, thanks, man. You can check me out on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, YouTube Music, really wherever you listen to music. Check me out. Just look up Pope Brandon Brownson. That's brown as in the color. Sun is in that thing my dad forgot about. Uh, and if you're interested in a funny little superhero show where I play a aging vigilante named Laserhawk, feel free to check out Masks and Mayhem, uh, really wherever you listen to podcasts. I listen to mine on uh, Spotify. I don't really know where else they are. I don't fucking listen to them other places. Well, um, you, you, yeah, I mean, Spotify, Spotify is really becoming the... Uh, almost the go-to like a lot of people that's where they get their, their their content from so it's a good platform oh yeah and i mean they're moving into the audiobook space they're basically becoming one-stop shop for anything that involves just your ears which makes sense i don't know i wish i got paid a little more on there but what can you do yeah well you you got to start at square one you know i mean look what they're doing for joe rogan not that we're on that level yet but hey yeah it's it, anything's possible, man. Anything's possible. All we gotta do is do a fuck ton of DMT, and I'm up for the task. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, stay tuned for all of our uh, information that's coming out on this new show here in the next week or so. And uh, we certainly appreciate everybody tuning in this week. And I hope you got a chuckle or two. And uh, I will be back here next Tuesday with a brand new episode of the flagship show plus tomorrow wednesday you'll get power tripping through the 80s friday you'll get the heat vent monday you get say what here on the pfc entertainment network and uh until then go out be awesome to yourselves and to each other and we'll see you right back here next week with the klaus to the heart podcast the flagship show of the pfc entertainment network mm-hmm. i love you guys brush your teeth